Hey loves, welcome to Hi Podcast by Jenny T. For all of my new listeners, welcome. For those of you who do not know what Hi is, it's abbreviated for Healing in God's Hands. Hi is a safe space for you to share your story, testimony, and praise report. Our mission is to help each other channel our pain into praise. God is our healer and he's only using me as an intercessor. Come get high with me. Right. On today, yes, <laughs> we're getting lifted in the name of Jesus. <laughs> On today's episode, I have a phenomenal guest who is just a wonderful, virtuous, God-fearing woman, Lucinda Taylor. Okay, also known as Faith. Hey, Faith. <laughs> a little bit about Lucinda Taylor. She serves as the youth minister and armor bearer to Pastor Bertha Russell at First Church of Deliverance. And she served there for about four years, but she has been in the ministry her entire life. In addition to that, Lucinda is a wife to Don Taylor for 24 years. Look at that beautiful union. <laughs> Praise God for that covenant. 24 years. Yes. Years. Girl, you got to teach me a thing or two or four. <laughs> and she's also a business development manager. Okay. And she's a boss babe entrepreneur over Blessed and Bougie Boutique. Mm -hmm. We welcome you, Lucinda Taylor, to High Podcast. Thank you, thank you. So much for having me. I am so excited about being here. Um, this has been a, a long time coming, right? Oh, yes, it has. <laughs> when I tell you, the devil will try to derail you. But baby, when God has purpose, his way will always prevail. So I'm so happy that we are here. Thank you for being patient with me. Thank you for accepting the opportunity to come on this platform and share with my audience all the wonderful knowledge that you know about being in the ministry and serving and just being a servant of God and how rewarding it is. So first, let's go ahead and tell the audience a little bit about who is Lucinda. Um, first, I am a, ch a child of God, you know, that he's the, the head of my life. He's the final authority in my life and everything that I try to do, I try to do it um, with him in mind. Uh, second, I am a wife uh, to my husband and a, um, we're trying to adopt a baby, so I'm a mommy slash God mommy uh, to a beautiful little girl. Um, so, and other than that, you know, I'm a, a, a friend to the friend. <laughs> I'm a, I, I have so I mean so many different hats that I wear from church to work to you know just spending time with you know family and friends and spending time with God and getting to know people and getting to know myself you know yes, uh, sure. so that's like such a, a, a opening question when you ask a person like me you're like who is listen to uh, I'm whoever God wants me to be today. And Amen. today he wants me to be a co-host uh, here on High with Jenny. <laughs> so that's who I am. Yes. And we have some juicy content for you guys. So go ahead and grab you a glass of water. Grab you your fresh lemonade, whatever you prefer, and your popcorn. And go, get ready to go on this road with us because we got some stuff to talk about today. Okay, so let's kick it off by talking about business, personal, and the ministry. I know that's a lot of meat in one section, but I'm sure there's a lot of balancing that comes with that. Definitely. So tell us, how do you balance work, ministry, in your per personal life? You know, give us a visual idea of what does that look like? You know, I've just kind of learned how to roll with the punches and, you know, kind of be more of a free spirit. 
I'm not a real, like, like how you and I talked before, like, I get it done when I get it done, but I'm going to get it done within my deadline. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, having ministry, being a, a, a minister, the demands that come from ministry, as well as being a wife and a new mom, those, I mean, all of those are demanding jobs. Yes, and I just, absolutely. I just kind of just go with it. I wake yeah. up in the morning. I know what time I'm supposed to be at work. I have new tasks that are always being added on. Right now we're remodeling our home, so we don't have a kitchen, and we oh, have wow. so many different things going on. But I've kind of taken on that kind of Paul perspective where yes. I'm just content. You know, if, I, if I'm eating a bologna sandwich <laughs> versus I'm bringing in <laughs> some right, fish J, right? I mean, it's going to have to work for me because yes. I know that at the end of the day, God, is, God, God has Yes, yes, and he has purpose for everything. But it is important to find balance, you know? It is, yes. To not put too much in this area or that area because especially when you're trying to juggle work, church, family, you know, you want to make sure that everybody's getting their fair share. You know, that no one or nothing is being neglected. Right. Including yourself. I was going to say, don't forget about yourself (laughs) because you have to be put together in order to perform for everyone else. So it definitely is balance is very, very important because if not, you'll burn yourself out and God has so much in store for you. You can't be getting burned out and Mm -hmm. rug, you know, drawn through the mud. So he'll he'll set you down. He will. And not in a bad way. Like Mm -hmm. literally, you'll just be like tired. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then he'll send someone to tell you that it's okay to be tired. It's It's okay okay to to spend this weekend at home watching television. Absolutely. Just doing you. you right. Know, so. <laughs> I agree with that. Amen. So that takes me over to the next question. On those days you don't feel as motivated, what inspires you and makes you feel like your best self? Oh, let's see. When I don't feel when I'm having like a blind day. Right, yeah, like you're like, you know what, Lord, I know this is a part of my calling. I know this is what you have me to do. I just don't want to do it today. What motivates you to get out of that funk? know that Jesus died on the cross for me and there's so many people before me as far as like my you know women of God who have sacrificed to make sure that I stayed on the right road that yes. they didn't give up you know yes. that they got out of bed some days when they didn't feel like it you know right. and then even just the testimonies that I've heard of you know I just didn't feel like it this morning I didn't right. want to come to church or I didn't want to come to prayer meeting or whatever the case may have been right. and knowing that them making that extra effort ended up changing someone's life you know yes. it may have even been the thing that changed my life right so you never know what god's uh, intentions are yes and all he asks us to do is make ourselves a, be available be available you know? yes. if we're available he's going to do the rest you yes know? absolutely so when i get in those little funks and every day is not a good day every day is not yeah. a happy day you know even sometimes i walk out the out the door in the funk <laughs> just going to do what god has called me to do you know but i know He's gonna make it work. Right, absolutely. And I know it's me sometimes, it's just me. The mere fact that me waking up in the morning early, I'll be like, okay, not right now, give me about an hour or two. And Laura's like, I know you're not a morning person, Jennifer, but you gotta get it together eventually. Yeah. Today. <laughs> today. Today over the day, girl. <laughs> okay. When did you know God had a purpose for you in the ministry? So I know you said you've served your entire life, but what part of your life was it? I know you mentioned in your bio, you were called into, um, or you, something transpired when you were a child, where all the children were going in one direction and you chose to go the opposite route. So it was like you, were, you weren't a follower. You knew the right from wrong. And I think it was your teacher that you mentioned, mentioned it to your parent that 
she has a calling over her life. Tell us a little bit about that moment of you realizing. See, it, the way that you make it sound is like it was just glamorous and I was just this holier than thou child. No, honey, I was a bad seed. <laughs> like literally people hated to see me coming. <laughs> I was sneaky and, you know, had a smart mouth and was very, very spoiled and had just different things that were going on within me personally. Okay. But as I'm thinking back over my life and as ministry has become, you know, the forefront of my life, God has began to reveal things to me. So there were certain things that took place in my life now that I look back and I'm like, man, that was God. That was yes. So when you bring up um, and what I have written in my bio is, I was like, I had to be in elementary school, maybe like the sixth grade. Wow. And we had gone to um, a full gospel men's conference. And you know how it, back then, a lot of stuff were really, was really geared towards adults. Mm, so when okay. you would go to conferences and stuff, it wasn't like how T.D. Jakes has his conference and he has something for every part of the family. Right. It was like either it was for the men or it was for the women. And then they started doing stuff that was for men and women, but there really wasn't much for children there. Okay. So they did have like a little area for people to drop their kids off that. And as they were praising and worshiping, as the kids were playing, I was praising and worshiping because it was mm. in me, innately, I was born to praise. You know? Amen. I so. That. But I was still bad. No, honestly, like literally people who see me today, they... I love how transparent you are because it's true. Yeah, people are like, perfect, man, I can't, I can't even believe that that's the same person because I was sneaky, bad, had a smart mouth, and you okay, probably would have um, expected a lot, a whole different life right. to have come out of me. But God knew. He knew, what, knew. what was in, what his plans were for my life. And right. he's shown me throughout my life, like... <clears throat> know that he loves me and yes. that he has a plan for my life and mm -hmm. you know even though I was in church I was still doing everything else that all the kids outside of church was doing you know right right and even with my parents having us in church like almost every day of the week mm -hmm. it's still time for you to still get in yeah. trouble mm -hmm. you know it's yes. still time for you to still <laughs> you know pursue those things that your parents are trying to keep you far away from yes. you know yes Absolutely. but God had a, a a higher calling on my life and he had a different purpose and a different plan for me and you know here i am and today you are. Yeah. yes <laughs> praise god so we know that our plans are far different from god's plans for our lives um and it's never too late you know never. for people's life to be turned over for the greater good so never feel like god has forgotten about you never feel like you know, you're just too far gone and you're seeing that God doesn't have a second chance for you because every day that you literally wake up, it's an opportunity for you to have a second chance. It was right. And our God is a forgiving God. He definitely so, is. You mentioned also um, that you were called into the ministry before you're out of high school. So is that when you begin serving and being involved? How was that transition? See, at I that served. Time? I served all the time. So, um, Growing up in the household that I grew up in, you did something in the church, whether you were in the, in the choir, okay. you know, in youth ministry, your usher, whatever it is, you did something within the church. Right. So I've held probably a position in every single area there is to serve in the church. Um, but when I say that I was called, it was kind of like a, um, a David experience. Okay. God called me mm. when I was young when I didn't have any idea what being called was all about. Mm -hmm. um, it was spoken over my life that my goal was, what, what God called me to do was to be an evangelist. Mm -hmm. And 
I knew it was going to come one day, but I didn't knew I didn't know everything that it entailed. You know. Okay. Um. So going from high school living my best life in high school. I went to a Christian school. Okay. Uh, even going into college, still experiencing life, knowing right from wrong, right. but still making the choice to do what was not pleasing to God, you right. know? Right, Um, Thinking that tomorrow was available to me, you know? Thinking that I'll have 20 years to get but saved for time. real, for real, right. you know? Mm-hmm. And I would say I probably was well into my late 20s early 30s before i got i always say got saved for real and i say that because that's when i really decided like god this is not my life this is Mm -hmm. your life and i'm gonna do what it is that you want me to do yeah you know yes and that's when he just began to take those shackles off my feet (laughs) (laughs) and you was dancing you still dancing (laughs) so yeah okay well i love it i'm loving the story and um, I know that you served for more than half of your life at Carver Foursquare Pentecostal Church. Mm-hmm. What propelled you to take that bold step of a pro, of a I'm sorry of a accepting an offer to train as a minister under pastors Robin and Tracy Weathers, founders of the Crossing, the Jordan Family Church, and Preston Women's Ministry? Um, I had gone to. An, an encounter. Are you familiar with an encounter? I, I haven't been on one before, but I have been invited to one. So tell us a little bit. It's a brief foot overview so of what an encounter an is. An encounter is um, an opportunity for you to go away. Okay. And you go away, and everything for this experience is all God centered. So there's no TV, there's no telephone, there's no radio, there's no computer, there's nothing but you and God and mm. God's servants. Okay. And it's more than just going away for like this. You know, sometimes we as women, we go on our little retreat mm-hmm. and we still having fun. But, right. you know, it's, it's, a, it's a women's retreat. Right. <laughs> but this is really ministry. This is really soul searching ministry. Like you're you're going with a purpose to really hear from God and okay. to be purged. And you prepare for it. Like prior to us going away for the encounter, mm-hmm. we actually had probably about six, eight weeks of um, study and different things that we did to prepare us for the encounter. Okay. Because we wanted to be able to hear from God and to be able to let God move in our lives. And, right, right. And you really wanted to be serious about it. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, again, sometimes we, we're going to have fun, but this is not, nece- was, it's not necessarily for fun. Right. You're going because you to have a purpose right. and you have a goal, and that's to get closer to God, you know, okay. and to hear from God. Um, and to be purged. Like, there's literally a purging session where people are purging themselves from different um, things that they have going on in their life. Or mm. even like sometimes we, we might be shackled down with resentment or unforgiveness yes, or whatever the case yes. may think, be. And some people think it's crazy, but some need a physical purging to, yes. to allow that thing to come out because you've right. allowed it to be pushed down so deep inside, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. So anywho, um, it was really odd how God set me up for this encounter because I'd never heard of an encounter before. Okay. And I was going through a lot of different things in my life at the time. I was serving um, at my church, and we were really doing a lot with the homeless community. Okay. And one, uh, another lady and I, an older lady, ended up coming down to get everything together for like a, something we were doing for the homeless. Okay. And we were the only two that showed up. 
And there's mm. normally like 10 or more women, but we were the only two that showed up. But see, it was a God. God had planned that. He had planned mm. for she and I to come together so that she can minister to me and I can minister to her. Okay. And ultimately, she invited me to do the encounter because the encounter was not even at my church. It was at a different church. Mm. And she sponsored me to do the encounter. See, that's wow, how much. Blessing. Yeah, that's how bad God wanted me to be there. Mm-hmm. So long story short, um, I always said that that's when I got for real. I got saved for real because mm. after that encounter, God just began to move in my life in yes. so many different ways. And one was um, being invited to become a minister at um, Crossing the Jordan. And it wasn't, again, anything I asked for. It wasn't anything, I was okay at my church doing right, what I was right, doing. Right. I knew that God was going to, I knew what God had said. And one of the things is people call me faith because I have incredible faith. When God oh, tells me God. something, I trust and believe that it's going to happen, even if it doesn't even look possible. Right, I'm right. the one that has says, like, God's going to move that mountain, period, in a point blank. If you he told to you he's going to do it, he's going to do it, you know? Mm-hmm, absolutely. And I knew that God had called me, although the pastor that I was under wasn't using me in ministry. Mm-hmm. He wasn't using me to really do anything, you know, mm-hmm. other than serve and to be a great servant, you right, know? Right, right. Um, because he must not have seen what God what other people saw. What others we saw. So long story short, I ended up um, going over to Crossing the Jordan and went into full ministry. And it oh, changed my life. And, praise you know, God. God was just like, if you want to take on, I have this job for you. You can do it. I'm already put in you what you need. Yes. All I want you to do Very is quick. make yourself available. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. And it comes with a lot. Of, it's a lot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's not only a lot for you, but it's a lot for your family as well. Yes, yes, because they're all affected by it. And that was a pivotal moment for you in your life, that encounter. It was. Because had you not gone on that encounter, do you believe that you would have had that confirmation that you were assured, like, okay, this is what God wants me to do next, you know? It's like God allows us to experience certain situations to propel us or take us into the direction that he wants us to go in, Mm -hmm. you know? And that could have been the start of it, you know, that encounter, because you had no distractions. And that's what it seemed like the encounter was, right? Exactly. It was a, just a place free of no distractions, None. just you focus on listening and hearing and speaking to God. To God. Amen. Now I want to experience. Like I said, <laughs> I've been invited, but I've always been like, no phone. Not that I'm addicted to my phone, but it's just, it always gives me like this. And I shouldn't have fear because I shouldn't fear anything. But it always gives me like this fear of like, wait, I'm going to be somewhere with no service. What if something happens? I need to be able to call. And it's like, if God has sent you up to a mountain to be away from everybody, he's, he will protect you, girl. You don't have to call 911. He's 911. He's going to, mm-hmm. you know, but it's just, I was young when I was introduced to it. I was in my early 20s. So I never did, you know, partake in it. But now I'm open to seeing what it's about. Okay, so we're going to skip a little forward because, you know, you were talking about how it's a lot serving in the ministry, you know, and how it has, a, it has an effect on not just yourself, but your loved ones as well. The topic that I wanted to focus on today is something I'm sure all of us can relate to and all of us can have some, you know, encouragement and assistance with this area. But how do we love people that are just so difficult to love? Wow. And that those people can be your coworkers. They can be your family members. They can be your spouse, your significant other, your friends, your children. Anybody falls within that category. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, how do we get past that hump of knowing that God has instructed us to love one another, right? And to really be very forgiving, 
and to be kind and compassionate. But it's like, Lord, what if they just won't stop? They just tactic after tactic and just dart after dart and just trying all these negative antics to get me to show out. How do I still show them love? What does that look like? So let's, let's dive into that. Let's have a conversation about that. Okay, okay. <laughs> Here's the hard part. <laughs> Here's the hard part. Well, I, I think talking about it is a little easier for us and it's more relatable. Mm-hmm. And it helps people understand that you're not the only one struggling in this area, but it's the application, sis. And I'll be like, Lord, you're still working on me. I'm a worm. You were, you're working on me because my facial out. expressions won't show love, but my words may. But they be like, your face is not happy. It's not oh, I'm sorry. with what's coming out of your mouth. <laughs> Are you I can't sure see my that's face. what you wanted to say? <laughs> so, yes, let's let's just talk about that. So, first, we can address what is love. You know, we, once we can understand what love is, then we can understand how we are to execute love. And then what are different approaches we can take okay. in those situations. So let's talk about what love um, is. The first thing that we should always go to is the word of God. Does something yes. just fall on me? Oh, no. <laughs> it's just, just go. Sorry. Everything has to come back to the word of God because that yes. should be our foundation for everything. I agree. And being that we're human, we've, we're taught a lot like from our friends, our family members, just mm-hmm. from different things that we've been involved in mm-hmm. but as a woman of God everything your foundation for everything should come from yes. the word of God so I when agree. we're looking at you know what is love we have to go to the biblical yes. definition of what love is right let's dive in let's dive okay in. so we well, like to back up when we talk about <laughs> you guys because I know people are like Christians are always saying verses but they never tell us where we can find it well we will let you know where you can find these verses so therefore you can know that we're not making it up like my dad always say, you can look it up. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> there we go. So um, the love chapter is First Corinthians chapter 13. Yes, one of my favorite. And I'm just going to start at verse 4 that says, love is patient, love is kind. And this is the uh, New Living Translation. So. Yes, my favorite, the most uh, relatable. Yes, um, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. It does not keep record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith. It's always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in unknown tongues and, spe- and special languages will come become useless. Mm. But what does it say? That love is going to last forever. Love will last forever. And then when we skip down to verse 13, three things will last forever. Faith, love, and hope. And the greatest of these is love. Is love. And some, you know, say charity, but yes. love. <laughs> love. That's it. And, and once you understand that love comprises of all of those things, then you know what you are to resemble or what you are to act upon, you know? And if you know that love isn't rude, 
And then when somebody's being rude to you, then you know that it's not out of the spirit of love. Mm -hmm. And I always say that our goal is to move and act and speak out of a spirit of love. Because as long as we're moving out of love, there shouldn't be any ill intentions. There shouldn't be no malicious things taking place. There should be no rude behavior because we're moving out of the spirit of love. And I feel a lot of people these days, they lack the knowing of love. Mm -hmm. They feel love is found in people. Love is found in things and actions. When you don't know what love is, you don't know where to look for it. Exactly. And love is in the Bible. And God, it's another verse in the Bible where it says God is love. That's right. So That's to right. know love is to know God. And to know God is to know love yeah. and to be loved. So I believe because I am a Christian and I'm, I'm so thankful of the progress that God has you know, moved upon my life. Because I can't always say that I was the most loving person. You know, I've had my very sweet moments, but I've had very moments where it was very hard for me to forgive people mm -hmm. because I take it as if you know me, you wouldn't have done that to me. You know what I mean? So I don't want to forgive you for that because that hurt is still there. You feel like you've moved past it, but you haven't because the enemy tries to plant that thought back in your mind in another situation to make you constantly reminded of the hurt that person did to you. But God is taught me and God has worked on me to understand that it's not necessarily you that they were doing the hurt to they were coming after the anointing that's within you that's right and when that's you're right. a light you feel it and you know you have a calling over your life but you don't really know how bright your light is shining right you know I always be the people like you got a glove like oh okay I use vitamin C on my face <laughs> you know <laughs> like, oh, wow. I don't know so now I've learned to say well by the grace of God that's a God's glove mm -hmm. you know this glow you see it's the light in me and people will come after that because those people are battling their spirits of their own yeah. their own demons you know and you have to really understand that it's not me you know it's the hurt that they're experiencing and I just so happen to be in their space or in their way at that time and I just so happen to get the bread of it so I'll let you talk a little bit more about you know what your thoughts are on loving people that are difficult to love well it's really important that we talk about what love is mm -hmm. and when I was thinking about the, the topic that you've given me um, I, I initially just went to like how to love someone that's unlovable mm -hmm. and God just had to correct me like nobody's unlovable mm, I like that and we have to remember that he's love right yes yes and we're created in his image mm -hmm. so innately all people are created to love to love and to be loved you know and then God just reminded me that a lot of times it's not the person it's mm -hmm. the it, it's the spirit behind the person mm -hmm. that is causing them to perform the way that they are right and that's a key word there perform because mm -hmm. they're acting out they're acting out of either you know hurt pain enviousness jealousy confusion fear right you know right. so all these things cause people to do the things that cause us to be hurt right which is what we relate to as being like uh, they're not lovable right right they're hard to love right but it's like why are they doing what they're doing why, why, why is he talking to me that way mm -hmm. why is she being rude to me you know right right what, what's the real core reason Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, it's that spirit. It's that spirit, yep. That might identify the fact that, oh, that's one of God's kids over there. Right, we right. Don't, we don't have to take the wind out like of her. Like as tests, right? Yeah, like exactly. they could be testing you to see, oh, she's so holy. Well, let me see. Or sometimes those people don't even know 
who you are. represent or who you are, whose you are. And sometimes, like you say, it could just be their spirits that are coming from you for you. But those who do know, I feel like they are coming as tests to test us to see, oh, are you really going to respond in a loving manner as, you know, instructed in the word? How do you want me to believe in God if you're contradicting or you're contradictory to whatever you're 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 speaking about? And I don't ever want anyone to see me and say, oh, wow, she's a hypocrite. You know, mm-hmm. she's not really about what she says she's about. Oh, you call yourself a Christian. You call yourself a Christian. That's they're the so quick word. to pass. Oh, my God. <laughs> they're so quick to pass judgments. And it's like, we're in the flesh, okay? We're not going to have a narrow path like Jesus. We're not perfect. But we are trying every single day mm-hmm. to do better, you know, to be more Christ-like. But we have feelings, too. Exactly. So if you hurt us, it's not really about... What the, what's dumb, it's about your reaction to what has been done, right? And we can choose how we react to things. And sometimes, honestly, if you catch me on a very bad day, if I'd have had a pile of things that have tested my temper, tested my nerves, and if you come with one more thing, I just may snap. I, I still yeah. have it in me, you know? Yeah. But I will go back. If I offended you, I will go back and I say, you know what? I'm sorry I offended you. You really came in when I had a really bad day and you didn't know, so it wasn't your fault. There it is. We're going back to how it's not the person that's being attacked, but it's the attacker mm-hmm. that's dealing with the, the demons and, you know, dealing with the spirits. And I just go back and say, I'm sorry if I offended you. You just so happened to come into my space when things were already at a head for me. You know what I mean? But that apology is simply enough to let them know that my intentions were not to hurt you. Exactly. You know, my intentions were not to to cause you to look at me in a different way it was just you came in during a bad day but some people their goal is to hurt you their goal is to make you miserable because misery loves company and i've learned just throughout experiences dealing with different people that when you take a higher road they eventually come back around to you and they thank you for not conforming to their ways but still being kind anyways and it takes a lot, trust it me. It takes it, it takes a heck of a person to do that. But like you said too, it's that peace that you have in God and knowing who's who you belong to. And God says in his word, vengeance is his. And I've learned, can nobody pay back anybody the way God can? So I, I've learned to pray for those people. That's a great point there. Um, I pray for them. I'll be like, Lord, I don't know what they're battling. I don't know what they're dealing with, but I know if I was hurting, hurt people hurt people exactly. and we don't intentionally try to hurt we're just dealing with hurt ourselves and we don't know what other way to react other than out of hurt because we're hurting mm-hmm. so i've learned pray for them lord whatever they're battling i wish them well i may not let you in my space again i can love you from a distance i won't let you hurt me time and time again but i will pray for you i will pray for the betterment of your life and when it's hard to love someone it just really kind of depends upon the who that person is like yes. if it's a, your spouse or your parent or your co-worker even someone that you might go to church with going to god and asking god to give you what it takes yes. to love that person I like you know that. to see that person as he sees them yes you know and a lot of times we just look at the hurts and the pains and what they've done to us mm. and we're not looking at the fact that you know what when she was in the sixth grade everybody talked about her so mm. that's the reason when she sees you, you look like that bully from the sixth grade. That's why she can't relate. Mm. That's why she, she sees you as a target or she's so defensive or offensive because you remind her of a bad season in her life right. or something to that nature. That's and good. then also we have to remember that 
like you said, hurting people hurt people. But because of what Jesus did and died on the cross, it allows us to be forgiven. Yes. So now we should be ready to forgive, you know? Yes. Which is, it's difficult. It's it really is. hard to forgive. But we have to remember. <laughs> we have to remember that the word of God tells us that we yeah. forgive, that we may be forgiven, you yes. know? Yes. Yes. And, and God I want God to so forgive much. me. You know, I yeah. really, I want him to forgive me because I can be a handful. I know. Even saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. I can be a handful. Like, literally, I can go out there and, and somebody can cut me off. And you might see the 2015. Ooh, don't talk about the road rage, girl. You know? <laughs> but because I know, no matter how the enemy will try to make me feel like yes. I'm not worthy, all God wants me to do is say I'm sorry. All he wants me to do is repent. Right. And he is going to forgive me and wash me as whiter than snow because he sees me through the blood of Jesus Christ. Yes, you know? amen. amen. And that's the loving God that we serve mm -hmm. that loves us and we're made in his image. So we're supposed to love just like we're he supposed loves. To love. Amen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like you said, God forgives us. So God looks at it as if I've forgiven you, why can't you forgive the other person that you see in the flesh? You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> it, 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 it's difficult because a lot of the thoughts that we, we have, they form in our mind, mm -hmm. you know. So it's a lot of it is very mental before it even becomes emotional. But I think it's just because that heart replays in our mind so much forgiveness is hard. But honestly, now that I'm growing more, I'm learning that it's not as hard because, like you said, you're blessed more when you forgive. And then you carry that weight and that burden on you. And it doesn't feel good. It weighs your spirit. You. It's not for you. Mm -hmm. Forgiveness is not It's not for the other person. Mm -hmm. It is for you. It's for yourself. So when yes. you're forgiving someone, it's you saying, I'm letting it go. Yes. You're I'm not going to walk around yes. with this you know, baggage of anger and anxiety and worry yep. and all these things that come along with unforgiveness. Right, right. And it really is a, a serious uh, tactic that the enemy uses. Oh, it's very, very serious. And he laughs at it. That's why I don't even give him the time of the day because I'd be like, uh-uh, I'm going to forgive and I'm going to pray and I'm going to move on. And then also what I do too is I pray that God works on me. You know, I pray that he humbles me to see, let me see myself in the situation. And, and whenever I give people advice, I always give them the right and the wrong. I don't ever do the side thing. Nope. If you come to me for advice, I'm going to tell you the real. And I'm also tell you, they're not so real. You know, I'll give you both sides of the spectrum. But in doing that, I've learned that when you take time to really dig into self and evaluate yourself, you see that there are parts of you that can take some working on, too. Because, Definitely. yes, that person may have made you mad today, but who did you just upset last week? Or who did you do something to? Like you said, in high school, when you plant certain seeds, you reap what you sow. And it doesn't always come back when you expect it to. But you just, you, you recollect and you're like, you know what, Lord? Okay, I'm not always perfect, Patty. So I'll, I'll forgive him. <laughs> I'm not perfect, Patty, Lord. You know, I have my fair shares. That makes me think about um, something that my old pastor always told us as women. He, she always said, like, if you have an issue with someone or you don't want to deal with someone or you're mm -hmm. finding them unlovable. Mm. And she would say, pray for him for 14 days. Just pray for him for 14 days. And I find myself telling people that today. That's good. Like, literally, set it in your phone. Mm -hmm. Nine o'clock, your, your alarm goes off. Mm -hmm. Remember, I need to pray for Jenny. Yeah. So, 
pray for Jenny. But we we start off praying for that other person, and then God begins to reveal ourselves to, yes. to us, mm-hmm. and then we see the part that we're playing in it. Yes, you know, because a lot of times we, especially like in relationships, oh yes, we'll say, um, I'm 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 loving and I'm kind and I'm patient, but I'm you this, forget I'm to that. say that mm-hmm. you're real irritable. Right. You know, you demand your own way. Right. And God had to tell me one time, like, he's like, honey, you, you've made your love very expensive. Oh. And it's like, what do you mean by that? <laughs> what, God, what do you mean I've made my love too expensive? Well, in order for you to love someone, they got to do what you want them to do. Mm. You got to be in control. You know, they're going to jump through the hoops you want them to jump through. That's not love. That's not love. Yeah. I had all kind of conditions on mm. my love and what was love to me and god was like girl you got it all messed up mm. and then once you kind of he began to show me myself yes. in certain situations i was able to see like you're it mad at this person you. because they didn't do a b c and d right but it really started with the fact that they just asked you to show up on time right <laughs> and you couldn't show up on time and yeah. since you didn't show up on time it lit the fire that eventually exploded two hours later because you started that foundation right you know so and those expectations too Mm -hmm. you know expectations will get us in a world of trouble because we we have this superficial perspective of what we feel it should be and then when our expectations are not met we are very upset but it's like if we never had those expectations to begin with then we would have nobody to blame for our hurt and our pain and it it's just as simple as that. So I, I definitely do believe that the more we pray for others, the more God will reveal us as well. Exactly. You know, he'll reveal parts of our hearts that need fixing too. And we all, we all need that help. You know, it's a never ending process, but I'm thankful that, you know, there are small progress and small growths to it um, that's allowed us to be able to triumph over some situations other than others okay and you were saying about expectations Mm -hmm. our expectation is for things to work out exactly as we planned Mm -hmm. so we want it to be perfect right and we have to understand that there's no perfection in mankind right the only perfection there is 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 god yes it's god yeah and if i'm not married to god if my battle is not with god then how do I expect to have perfection in it? Right, you know? right. So mm-hmm. we have to give room for passes. Yes, yes. And as I was um, thinking about like loving people and me being unlovable or mm-hmm. hard to love and lo- uh, people that have been hard to love in my life, God also reminded me that sometimes we look at the what's happening instead of looking at the person. So for mm-hmm. instance, you'll have someone that may have and we can just go kind of deep like we may have had someone that have been abandoned by their parents right you know? right and they're they have abandonment issues mm-hmm. you know and they can't find it in themselves to love their mom because their mom did a b c or d mm. but you don't know what her situation was right. you don't know her story right. you don't know what led her to the drugs or to the alcohol or to the streets or to yeah. abandoning her children for a man you yes. don't know what the the, the real core root of it was. Right, right. And sometimes when we find out what that real core root is, we now understand. Yes. And the love of God will give us the, the purpose that mm-hmm. we need to go and in and find it. out. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And even out. if we never find out, when we ask God to help us, 
to love someone, mm -hmm. he'll show you how to love. Yes, yes, I do agree with that. He will show you how to love. And like you said, he will reveal to you more of that person's, the root of their hurt, mm -hmm. the root of their pain. And you know, because that's why I always say that saying is true. You never know what people are going through. Never cast judgments and say, well, I don't know why they would do this. Just because they appear to have their life together, you don't know what hurt they're dealing with. You don't know what generational curses that they're taking up on. You just don't know. That's why it pays to just be kind to everyone. And like you said, leave room for other people's faults. Error. You know, errors. Leave them. We're not Get perfect. Give passes. Give passes. You know, be gracious. Mm -hmm. Extend that out to them because they need it just as much as we do. You know, and I just feel like once we're all able to master that, those, this world will be a far better place. And it, that it was really God's will. original intention. It was. You know? Yep. Mm -hmm. Until sin came in. But yeah. that's why we have this podcast because yeah. we want to encourage and uplift people to you know don't let your pain overtake you you know don't don't be defined by your pain exactly channel it into praise let god heal you exactly you know whatever process you have to go through go through it and pray through it exactly. because god will definitely he will definitely make sure that you come out on the winning side so he's, he's a good guy right <laughs> yes he's a great god and we want to treat others the way we want to be treated mm -hmm. so now that we've talked a lot about um loving people that are difficult to love We'll go ahead and take it over to the fun part okay, the <laughs> of fun the interview part, the before we part. go ahead and close out in prayer. What is a fun fact about you that's not so holy? Because, you know, everybody's always like, oh, she's a Christian. She shouldn't do this. She shouldn't do that. But we're not perfect. <laughs> so what's a fun fact about you that's not so holy? Okay, so I'm going to turn the mic back on you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> And I'm going to ask you if I'm going to, you know, put all my little dirty lunch out there. I need you to start the race, Jenny. Start the race. I knew this would happen, but it's okay. Because I like to be real. I'm always give y'all authenticity because that's what I'm about. Okay, so turn the mic over to me. It's a lot, to be honest. But the one I could think of off the fly, I love ratchet music. All right. Okay. <laughs> I would go pick up my son from his Christian school, blasting Meg the Stallion, Cardi B, all the way up until I pull in the parking lot. And then I'll be like, okay, let me turn the volume down to about 10 because wow. I don't want them to hear it. But oh, yes. I, and I don't curse by the grace of God. I stopped cursing when I was in high school because I wanted to find better ways to communicate and express myself instead of using like those negative or, you know, foul words. So I don't say the curse words in the song, but baby, I know the, the lyrics word by word and I be on my my ratchet music. Okay. So, okay. I do my gospel music too, but you, you could definitely catch me turning up to some ratchet so, music. It's funny because when you said that, it just took it took me back to I don't know if you ever have those times when you you're listening to like a song that you may have known from uh -huh. when you were younger or whatever, and you find yourself with the hands. Oh track. yes, you gonna do the mannerisms, baby, like what? Uh -uh. And then you get to the cuss words and you be like, uh -huh. <laughs> just keep on going. But see, the thing is, see, God, he he delivered us. Yes. Yes, but he did. He, uh, he's allowing the Jesus in us mm -hmm. to manifest into the, the woman of God that he made us to be. Amen. You know, and Amen. we have those things that we like. Right. So you like I'm ratchet music. I love ratchet television. Oh, wait, wait. What's your favorite show? Oh, my God. What's your see, favorite me and God are show? dealing today with... Um, <laughs> 
all the queen's men because oh. i want to watch all the queen's men it is good it has a nice storyline i like the actors but sometimes god just tells me that's not no that's not for you you know and i've learned that i have to listen to the Holy Spirit when he yes. talks to me because he knows what's best for me. You right. Know? That's and true. I'm truly one of those people and I had shared this with you earlier. I mm -hmm. believe that curiosity kills the cat. Oh yeah. And there's some things that God tells you not to do. Period mm -hmm. in a point blank because he already knows. They might drink one time and never have another sip of alcohol. You're going to drink and it's going to take you down a hole. Right. You're going to have a real right. hard time coming out of. That's true. And I remember um, one of my, and this is probably way too much of my business, but somebody that I knew when I was younger we were really cl close and tight mm -hmm. and God, um, you know, she has started dipping and dabbling in the other side. Mm -hmm. So she wanted me to go with her to a club and mm -hmm. God told me, no, you cannot. <laughs> and I told her, oh, no, I'm not interested. And she was like, why? You know, you, you got a husband. So who, what, what matters? And I told her curiosity kills the cat. Yes. And I, from that day forward, I was able to kind of give an example of what that means because mm -hmm. You don't want to open that door. Right. And God is trying to keep you from walking through that door. Yep. You, if I know that I have a problem with pornography or I know I have a problem with drinking or drugs or whatever, I cannot go playing in right. the devil's backyard. Right. You know? So I said all that to say that Ratchet TV is my vice, <laughs> but I am grateful for the Holy Spirit who will yes. be like, oh, nope, nope, you cannot watch Orange is the New Black. Right. This, and like this, you this said, is not for you. <laughs> and like you said, too, it starts to play with your mind. Mm -hmm. And you got we do have to censor what we allow, what we feed into ourselves, we, what we consume, basically, exactly. because we do start to become what we consume. And we'll start acting like the characters on the Ratchet TV. Oh, they got me if you, yes. you start acting like it. You go to the club, you have one little drink thing before you know you're like, oh, let me have three or four mm -hmm. before you know you're the sin because you didn't got drunk. And now you're like, okay. Girl. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, God, like you said, God will protect us from what he knows. We will self-destruct. Exactly. So this has been a dynamic episode. I truly enjoy you blessing my podcast today and coming on here and sharing your story sharing more about you being a woman in the ministry and then just also just being a woman of God and sharing your everyday life situations and how God just continues to bless you and come through for you and how God continues to allow both of us to understand how to love people because we know love that are very unlovable and difficult to love. So I pray that you all were inspired from the podcast today and that you take away some of the content that we touch bases on today and that you apply those to your everyday life and understand that you're not the only person that's dealing with whatever you're dealing with or experiencing whatever you're experiencing. We're all in this together. We all have our imperfect moments, but like Faith said, only God is perfect. So don't aim for perfection. Just aim for progress and that's just right, try to right. take every day as an opportunity to be better than the next. So we're going to go ahead and close this podcast out with a word of prayer. And Lucinda, would you like to lead the word of prayer for us tonight? Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord, we bless your name, God. We just yes, love Lord. you, God. We thank you, Father, for this opportunity, Lord, to come thank on, you, Lord. Lord, and help with the hurting, Father, just being transparent, God, and allowing you to use us for your glory, Father. Yes, Our Lord. prayer tonight, God, is that someone, hallelujah, will be blessed by this word, Father, yes, that someone Lord. will take this word, God, and it will lead them to your word, God, and they yes. will find themselves, God, just hallelujah, Father, 
spending time with you, getting to know you better, Father, yes, knowing Father. that you are a loving God and a forgiving God, Lord, and that you, Father, wake up every day with new mercies for us, God, yes, because Father. that's how much you love us, Father. You love us so much that you sent your only begotten son, Father, yes, that Father. we, Father, would may have a way back to you, that we may be bridged back to you, God. That's love, Father. And yes, I thank Father. you for your love today, God. I ask you to bless this woman of God, Lord, who has grace so graciously invited me here, Lord, to be here to, uh, hallelujah, Lord, be a part of this podcast, Lord. Yes. I ask for favor upon her life, God, upon the ministries that you've given her, God. I ask for favor upon her family, God, her child, God. And I just ask you, Lord, to keep on using her, God. Keep on using us, Father. I ask you tonight, Lord, to put a hedge of protection about us so that we can continue, Lord, to run this race, God with endurance and perseverance, with the strength that you've given us, God. Knowing, God, that the, the race is not given to the swift, nor is it given to the strong, but it's given to the one that endures to the end, God. Give us enduring power in Jesus' name. In Jesus name. We love you, Father, and we thank you. Amen, amen. and amen. Amen. That's a wrap. All right, are we done, girl? Praise God. <laughs>